0: This is episode 300, where I share what I've learned after interviewing the sport's brightest physiology, strength, coaching, and psychology experts. Welcome to a very special episode of the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and I want to start by welcoming our new listeners, I've been running since 1998, I've been coaching since 2010, and I've been interviewing exercise science experts for more than a decade. I'm formerly a 239 marathoner, I was a top 10 finisher in New England in the 3,000 meter steeplechase, and now my goal is to help you improve. If you want to become a better runner, faster, more resilient, and more capable for any goal you'd like to set, you're in the right place. Our show today revolves around the key principles I've learned from a wide variety of subject matter experts. I've been fortunate to have the privilege to do what I do, to research, prepare, and interview Olympians, world-renowned performance experts, the industry's best physical therapists and strength coaches, psychologists and certified mental performance consultants, doctors and PhDs. The underlying goal is to understand the process of improvement and give you the knowledge you need to make better decisions about your running so you can keep getting better. Before we begin, let me take a moment to tell you about the companies I've partnered with to bring you this show. Now, I don't associate with just anybody. In fact, I ignore or deny most requests because I don't think the companies align with Strength Running's values, or I simply don't think the product or service is worth your time and hard-earned money. So when I do choose to partner with a company, it's one that I deeply believe in and use myself. And both of these companies I use on a nearly daily basis. First is Drink LMNT, Drink Element, a delicious, sugar-free, high-sodium electrolyte mix. It's perfect for endurance runners who are sweating a lot, drinking a lot of water, and because of that can be susceptible to imbalances. My favorite flavor is watermelon salt, but citrus salt is also a banger. Now, you didn't hear it from me, but these can also be used to make a very tasty, sugar-free margarita, or the next morning to help you feel better if you've had too many of said margaritas. Electrolytes play a key role in helping you avoid dehydration, dizziness, cramps, and tiredness, especially after long runs or workouts. And they're also used by the military law enforcement professional sports teams, and they're the official hydration partner of Team USA Weightlifting. Get your free sample pack with any purchase at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. And they'll let you try every flavor. That's drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning for your free sample pack. We're also supported by AG1, the greens superfood mix by Athletic Greens. I try to have one serving of AG1 daily because it's my one-stop shop for probiotics, vitamins and minerals, greens, prebiotics, and whole foods sourced micronutrients. There's also things like ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that helps you handle stress in a much more productive way. AG1 helps support gut health, the immune system, and it provides a nice shot of energy. It's recommended by professional athletes and has over 7,000 positive reviews. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system, and do so conveniently with one scoop of AG1. They're making it easy by giving you a free one-year supply of immune system-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Jason to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com slash jason to claim your free goodies. All right, without further delay, let's continue our conversation. After 300 episodes, what have I learned? How can you use the Strength Running Podcast as a tool to help you become a better runner? And what high-level principles seem to come up time and time again, no matter the guest or topic? What I'd like to do today is discuss three big picture ideas that have been themes throughout the history of this show from 2016 through today. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to Shalane Flanagan, physical therapist Jay Desherry, the former strength and conditioning coach for the LA Lakers, or even another running podcaster. These principles hold true. Let's start with number one. I've learned that if you want to see what you can achieve as a runner, it's critical to surround yourself with the best. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You're a reflection of your environment. And if you want to become a better runner, you have to find your community, your tribe, the people who will catch you if you fall, push you forward if you stall, and keep pulling you along when things are going well. Now, let me tell you a story about when I was in college. I think it was really easy for me when I first got to college to quit. I could have easily quit the sport of running because I was simply experiencing so many demands. The the obvious, enormous social pressures of going away to college for the first time, the demands of collegiate cross country, and I was trying to double major. So I really struggled my first year of school. My grades were not great. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) But I was very fortunate that I did stick with it. And I don't think I could have done the workouts that I did. I don't think I could have been as consistent. I think I would have just not been the runner that I knew I could have been if I wasn't on a team, if I wasn't around all these other people who had similar goals. They also wanted to be the best runners that they could be. And when you have a team and a coach and all these people around you who have expectations it becomes a lot harder to fail and then when i think about another time in my life where it was so easy for me to quit this was after college when most of my teammates had stopped running they were focusing on their careers they were meeting people starting new relationships and While I was doing that too, I was also training as hard as I ever was, and it helped that I was living with another one of my friends who was a runner, and he set a great example for me. He also was an enormous motivator. He really got me out the door when I didn't really want to run, and it was during this time in my life where the habit of running was really ingrained in me because it was a little bit easy when you had a team and a coach. They really pulled you forward. But what happens when you don't have a coach and a team? What happens if you're like most runners, adult runners who don't have that support system in front of them? Well, it was then in this time period that I learned the value of consistency and of intrinsic motivation. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't have that one runner friend next to me most days helping me be more consistent. Now, You can also see this phenomenon in action with the best runners in the world. Go back to episode 176 with Michael Crawley and you'll learn more about Ethiopia's running culture. Or you can listen to episode 295 more recently with author Sarah Gearhart about Kenya's running culture. These are some of the best runners in the world and they don't do it alone. They surround themselves with good influences, with positive peer pressure and the best subject matter experts that they can find to help them achieve their potential. So what should you do? First, find a community, whether that's a friend you run with, a coach you hire, a club you join, or even a virtual team that supports you. Don't be a lone wolf because we can go much further when we all go together. And if you'd like to join our team strength running group, you can do so at strengthrunning.com join. Next, I've learned that the mental models we use are absolutely critical to how we understand the sport of running. I'm less interested in what you know than how you know it. And I'm far less interested in binary, black and white, yes or no type issues. I want to understand the nuance in the shades of gray. One of the biggest lessons I want to teach my listeners is how to think more productively about running so you can make wiser decisions for yourself during the training process. For example, how do you prevent injuries? Many runners may talk about foam rolling or the importance of nutrition, and while these all play a role, they're not the most important. There are far bigger levers that we can pull to increase our injury resilience. Now, I've learned from my PT guests about the value of load management. And that's certainly a term that wasn't in my vocabulary even 10 years ago. And why you have to be prepared to do the thing you're about to do. It sounds very simple, right? But it's actually rarely practiced. After all, how many of us know a runner who maybe ran a marathon without completing adequate long runs? They're not prepared to do the thing they're about to do. Or how about the runner who maybe raced a certain distance really hard, without doing any fast workouts first? Or how about the runner who tried a trail race without any trail experience? So often our training doesn't reflect our goals, and that reason leads to a lot of niggles and injuries. Another great example is the mental model around endurance. As endurance runners, this is our number one, most sought after physical skill. But how many of us are challenging ourselves to run higher mileage? I've seen many runners stagnate at the 25 to 35 mile per week range for years. Now, running more mileage is arguably the fastest and most surefire way to increase your general endurance. It's the foundation for everything else we want to do as runners. Or how about the runner who takes many months off, or perhaps a multi-month off-season without any long runs or workouts? It's hard to return to your prior fitness level when that amount of detraining has occurred. Like I always say, knowledge is a competitive advantage. I've learned from elite runners and coaches that a consistent approach that prioritizes capacity-building training is the most effective and the most sustainable. Perhaps the best example of this idea is through the prism of strength training. Many of us have preconceived notions on how to strength train as runners, but I've discovered that performance experts, running form specialists, and physiotherapists have shown us that we can ignore a lot of the common myths around strength training and instead focus on what we need as runners. And it's not even endurance. It's power, injury resilience, and strength. Notice that I didn't say muscle size. We aren't going to focus on hypertrophy. We're also not going to focus on metabolic conditioning or cardiovascular fitness. And this has profound implications for the type of strength training that we do. All of a sudden, we understand that we don't have to spend a ton of time lifting weights. We don't have to do a high number of reps. We don't have to spend money on fitness classes or even go to the gym more than about twice per week. We can both be more effective with our lifting and more time conscious because we're focusing our efforts on strength and power, we're focusing on effort, our efforts on where they need to be. If you want to learn more about how to lift weights for power, check out High Performance Lifting at strengthrunning.com HPL. Finally, no matter who I've talked to on the podcast, there's an element of joy in the process of training that's always present. From high-level coaches to world-class runners and the sports psychologists who back them up, it becomes abundantly clear that if you're not having fun, running will not be sustainable. So what can we do? I think there are four really important ways to build in joy to your running so that you can make your running as sustainable as possible over the long term. Number one, let's have a purpose. Let's have a real good reason why we are getting out the door and exercising and training as hard as we are. That might be trying to become the fastest runner that you can be. I know that was my goal for about 15 years. I just wanted to see what I could do as a runner. That was a very interesting question for me. I wanted to solve that problem. How fast could I run? It's a very simple question. But the answer was one that I spent a decade and a half exploring. And for me, it was so fun. I loved it. Number two, let's find some friends. I have found some of my best friends through the sport of running. My best friend from college, my best friend from high school, they were all on the cross country and track teams with me. And if you can find runners who share your passion for the sport, these runners who We'll share all the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, all of the, the good things and the bad things that come with the sport. These are the people who you can share your running stories with. They know what your training is like. They know what your goal races are, and they're going to support you along the way. These are the people who are going to laugh if you fall down on the trail <laughs> and you know, you're, you're just not having a great time out there. These are the people who you can laugh with. So find some friends because while running is great, sharing the sport with others is even better. Number three, let's immerse ourselves in the sport with a community, a coach, or a club. This is more than just having a running friend that you can share the sport with. This is a team of people around you who will give you a lot more support and even high-level guidance. So you don't necessarily have to hire a coach But there are many free clubs that you can join that do have a coach present who may be able to answer your questions and give you a little bit more insight into how you respond to the sport and how you can continue getting better. Immersion is such a powerful way of learning more about a particular topic, especially with a physical topic like the sport of running. If you want to get good at running, immerse yourself in it, surround yourself with these people, and great things are going to happen. Finally, let's focus on improvement, but not at the expense of your mental health. We need to focus on joy over the metrics. So if you are so down on yourself because of what your watch is telling you, or because you're not at the fitness level that you used to be six months ago, let's instead prioritize our mental health, and really make sure that we are finding the joy in the process of training over time. Yes, I want you to 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 love the outcomes. Everyone wants a fast race. Everyone loves to run a new personal best. But if you're not having fun along the way, those victories do seem a little bit hollow. Now, I know that in my personal running, I need to do three things to make sure I'm having a lot of fun. First, I need to run trails. I can't live here in Colorado and not take advantage of some of the most beautiful trails in the country. Exploring our world on foot and experiencing the mountains as a runner just fills my cup. It gives me a deep sense of inner satisfaction that little else does. I also need to run fast regularly. I fell in love with this sport because I loved improvement and getting faster. Now, I still like to run fast. Even if I'm far from my prior performances, I don't think I'm ever going to run another 433 mile. But that doesn't mean I can't still run fast. I love running strides, hill sprints. I love doing fartlek workouts. Stretching the legs and feeling the wind makes me smile. And I'm going to keep maintaining that leg speed for as long as I can. Next, I need running friends. I love going on group runs on the trails laughing for an hour straight, making jokes, and talking shop about the sport. Connecting with other runners and sharing this joy makes the sport sustainable in the long term. I've learned this from a lifetime of running, and this podcast has affirmed all of these lessons. I've always wanted to approach the sport from the most strategic angle possible because I want to get the most from it. I used to want to be as fast as possible, That singular goal animated my running for over 15 years. Now, I want to focus more on connection, on adventure, and on longevity in the sport. But no matter my goal in the sport, I'll continue bringing you the industry's best and brightest. I want to continue speaking with the world's smartest coaches, therapists, counselors, PhDs, and everyone in between, because knowledge is a competitive advantage And I want to elevate the sport of running by elevating your performances. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast. It's been an amazing seven years and I can't wait for another 300 episodes. If you're a fan of the podcast, the best way to celebrate episode number 300 is to write a review and Apple music. The second best way is to support our sponsors, the companies who make it possible for me to devote so much time to this show. First, hook yourself up with some free electrolytes. Our sponsor Drink LMNT is offering a free gift with your purchase at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. And this does not have to be your first purchase. It can be any purchase. You're gonna get a sample pack with every flavor they offer. So you can try them all before deciding what you like best. Personally, watermelon is my favorite. Citrus is a close number two. Drink LMNT makes electrolytes for athletes and low-carb folks with no sugar, no artificial ingredients or colors, and I'm now in the habit of giving away boxes of Element at group runs around Denver and Boulder, and everyone loves this stuff. It can also be a helpful way to prevent dehydration when you're running long. If you sometimes feel overly tired or you get headaches, cramps, or sleeplessness after long runs or workouts, you might have an electrolyte imbalance or a deficiency. Boost your performance and your recovery, especially in the heat, with Element. They're the exclusive hydration partner to Team USA weightlifting, and quite a few professional baseball, hockey, and basketball teams are on regular subscriptions. Plus, I admittedly like to have some element if I've had a few adult beverages and I want my morning to feel a little smoother. Check them out at drinklmnt.com/slash strengthrunning. You'll get your free sample pack with your purchase and you'll be able to get your hydration optimized for the spring and summer seasons. I'm also grateful for the support of Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes AG1 and comprehensive daily nutrition super simple. I love simplicity, and because I personally struggle with eating healthy, what can I say, convenience foods speak my love language, (laughs) so I'm finding AG1 really helpful to fill in any holes in my diet, and there are holes. One scoop gives me 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a green superfood blend, probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogens, and more. AG1 helps me fill in any nutrition gaps in my diet because I know I don't eat perfectly, and it gives me a nice boost of energy and focus throughout the day. Now, I've got all three of my kids in school right now, so I know that I've got to support my immune system because I am no match for the germs that they bring home. But what I really love about AG1 is that it changes over time. So this isn't some static product that they've been selling for a decade because over the last 10 years, they've made over 50 improvements to the formula based on the latest research to make all those nutrients more absorbable and the product more rigorous with the third party testing that they do go to athleticgreens.com Jason to see the great offer they've put together for podcast listeners. You'll get a year's worth of free vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. You can sign up for a single shipment or you can get a monthly drop if you want to make AG1 a part of your regular healthy lifestyle. This is my daily go to, and I certainly don't travel without it, especially if I know I'm not going to be sleeping as well at home. I want to make sure my body has what it needs to operate well, and AG1 delivers. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Jason to sign up today. Thank you again for listening to a special episode to celebrate 300 episodes of the Strength Running Podcast. I never actually wanted to start a podcast. I was forced into it. My arm was pulled, but it turns out that the podcast is one of my favorite things that I do every week. And I wouldn't be doing it if you weren't listening. Thank you for subscribing, for your reviews and all of your support. Here's to 300 more.